0: Hello friends. Welcome to another episode of off the beaten podcast, the pod that takes an intimate look at the city of Chicago and its people. I'm Dion, your host, and this is episode 19 of our Napod Pomo journey down Western Avenue, the longest street in Chicago. So we are now at West Division Avenue and Southwestern Avenue. So please make sure you have your Google Earth handy so you can see all the cool things that we're going to be talking about this episode. You'll notice on your right here is Roberto Clemente High School. One really cool feature of this school is that they have a courtyard in the back that's recessed that the schools helped develop into a makeshift skate park, which is awesome. I've sat many an afternoon on a bench at the hospital across the street or on one of the benches on the school grounds watching skaters do their thing. I used to live right down the alley from the school on Thomas Street, but we're going to start this episode by looking the other way at that awesome Puerto Rican archway I mentioned last episode and allow me to welcome you to Humboldt Park. Okay, so when I think of Humboldt Park, I think of Puerto Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican everything, whether it's food, music, uh, obviously the flags that you see here. This neighborhood, uh, as far back as I can remember throughout my entire lifetime, has had a very heavy Puerto Rican uh, identity. And that's been the identity of this neighborhood. However, we are going to talk about how that identity is changing. And so that's going to be a a big portion of this discussion about Humboldt Park. Humboldt Park is one of 77 designated community areas of Chicago. You've heard this one before. Uh, The park was named for Alexander Von Humboldt a German naturalist and geographer. I have no idea why he got that distinction. And so if you know, please let me know, send me an email or a voicemail and I'll totally include that information in a later episode. But Chicago annexed most of the neighborhood in 1869, the year the park was laid out. Because the area lay just beyond the city's fire code jurisdiction as it was set out after the 1871 fire, this made low cost construction possible. The neighborhood has been a center for many ethnic groups since Chicago's inception. Initially, it was Scandinavians, especially Norwegian and Danish, but also some Swedish people. Then it went to more European Jews. At one point, approximately one quarter of the community, when the community was at a peak of 30,000 in the 1930s, uh, was European Jewish, as well as Germans and Italians. Then the neighborhood kind of shifted to be mostly Polish. And then (laughs) the neighborhood shifted uh, to being uh, Puerto Ricans. African Americans, Mexicans, and other Latino groups. Just to kind of give you some reference, in 1980, Puerto Ricans were the largest ethnic group in Humboldt Park, with a majority in 42 census tracts in the Humboldt Park area. Then in 2009, Puerto Ricans were the largest ethnic presence in only 11 census tracts in the Humboldt Park area. Since the 1970s, uh, Humboldt Park was an economically depressed area with housing values below the citywide average uh, until the recent upswing, which I believe kind of started uh, in the like the late 90s. But uh, the gentrification, gentrification that began in that time, along with changing police tactics and cultural, political and social organizations, have changed the demographics, the politics and the economy of the area steadily. So research indicates that as communities experience gentrification, new and more affluent residents push out legacy residents through higher property taxes and then interpersonal divestment and contributing to the culture of the neighborhood. As a lifelong Chicagoan, I can tell you this is exactly how gentrification works in Chicago. And if you know the... uh, the history of the city or if you follow kind of some of the neighborhoods we've talked about before, how the demographics have changed, especially kind of as you move into the 1900s, a lot. And, you know, as we kind of get into what I think of as modern time, you start to see a lot of gentrification across the city. Uh, To quote Michael Che (laughs) If you don't know him of uh, Saturday Night Live fame Michael Che said gentrification is when a bunch of white people Move to a neighborhood and open up Cupcake shops everywhere everywhere." So that's kind of how it looks in Chicago uh, But that is a topic For another time Additionally, new and more affluent residents in Humboldt Park prioritize community concerns, though the previous uh, poorer and non-white residents are often criminalized by these new residents who increasingly use law enforcement agencies. So this struggle has been an ongoing problem in Humboldt Park over the past few years. Um, You can see that in the news. You can see it in the neighborhood. um, And so it's been an issue uh, that you can't not Discuss if you're talking about Humboldt Park. According to the Woodstock Institute, 550 foreclosures in Humboldt Park uh, during 2010 alone further decreased the Puerto Rican presence. So this has kind of been how it's looked. Uh, Newer middle class and wealthy white people, as well as working class Mexican people, have shifted the Puerto Rican majority in Humboldt Park. And then some of the more upperly more mobile residents who were already there dispersed to other areas like Belmont Craig and Hermosa and Portage Park, other neighborhoods in the city. And finally, let's take a second to talk about how this archway that we we've looked at at the beginning actually got here. Uh, it's notable that back in 1995, city officials and Puerto Rican American activists in a symbolic gesture to recognize the neighborhood and the Puerto Rican residents' roots christened a stretch of Division Street, uh, Paseo Boricua, uh, and these two, and then two metal, 59-foot tall Puerto Rican flags, each weighing 45 tons, arch, were were set up to arch over the street at each end of this strip. So that's kind of what you'll see as you proceed from east to west through the park. You'll see two sets of flags. Um, and it's my understanding that every year there is discussion about taking down the beautiful Puerto Rican flag archways. But for now, they still stand. And there is a proud historical and ongoing imprint of Puerto Rican identity in Humboldt Park, which I'm so glad of. I you know, I love the diversity of culture in this city. And I hate, hate, hate is a strong word, and I mean it vehemently. I hate when you start to see that uh, diversity breaking down, right? And you start to seeing it uh, kind of like you know, um, just being, you know, when neighborhoods become Walmart ties, you know, everything becomes cookie cutter and, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that Humboldt Park is still standing strong with that imprint and identity um, with as much challenge as it faces. Um, I also recommend that once the weather warms up, if you've never been, you get over here and get a look and grab some food. And while you're over here, forget it, man. Go ahead and grab a cupcake too. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, be sure to, to go and just check out this beautiful neighborhood, beautiful murals, and it just has a flavor and flair that I don't think any other neighborhood the city has. And so I would definitely check it out. Now, Let's take a look the other direction. As we look to the east, uh, there lies the neighborhood of Wicker Park. So, Wicker Park is a neighborhood of about twenty six thousand residents, and it's within the West Town community area in Chicago, uh, known for its local hipster culture, art community, nightlife, and food scene. Okay, so first, let's answer this question: What is a hipster? So according to Google, a person who follows the latest trends and fashions, especially those regarded as being outside the cultural mainstream, is a hipster. If you put the term into Google, you'll find tons of articles on the topic, none of them flattering. <laughs> it is not an endeared term, and yet there are so many hipsters in the world. Isn't that ironic? But in uh, <laughs> beyond that, in late uh, 1868, the Chicago Board of Public Works announced a desire to build a park lying west of milwaukee avenue so as i say this you can kind of pull out on your um uh Google Earth so you can kind of get a better idea of this, this geographic location, but lying west of Milwaukee Avenue and south of North Avenue, the grounds are of considerable capacity and are laid out in a tasteful and attractive manner as a park. So that was their desire. So present at that meeting was Alderman Charles Wicker, who with his brother Joel purchased 80 acres of land along Milwaukee Avenue in 1870 and laid out a subdivision with a mix of lot sizes surrounding a four acre park. The Great Chicago Fire of 1871 spurred the first wave of development as homeless Chicagoans looked to build new houses, so they kinda all flocked to Wicker Park. Uh, Before the end of the 19th century, Germans and Norwegians tended to live in the area's north and northwest sections. Uh, Wicker Park became the abode of Chicago's wealthy North European immigrants. The district proved especially popular with merchants who built large mansions along the neighborhood's choicest streets particularly on Hoyne and Pierce. But they could definitely take a look at that, especially at street level, just Southwest of North and Damon, known then as Roby. Hoyne was uh, known then as Beer Baron Row, as many of Chicago's wealthiest brewers built mansions there. And my understanding is that a lot of those brewers are the same guys who eventually moved up to Milwaukee and kind of built up like what, you know, we think of as like Milwaukee as this big beer town, Um, but they kind of all, you know, landed initially here in Chicago. So let me tell you, there are some beautiful homes in Wicker Park, particularly in that Beer Baron Row area. Um, I've done uh, walks there, group walks there. I've biked through there. I've walked on my own. There are some beautiful homes there. Be sure to check them out on Google Earth. 3D and definitely drop down to that street level so you can kind of get you know a clearer picture if you have time be sure to check it out when weather permits as well it's it's a you know it's a cool area there's lots to see I also truly enjoy biking through Wicker Park particularly down Milwaukee which is the heart of hipsterism (laughs) in this area uh me personally I, I look I'm not hating on the hipsters uh okay I hate on them when they drive up real estate prices and gentrify the fuck out of neighborhoods okay but I don't hate them for their culture. (laughs) I like an extra foam latte as much as the next guy. So Wicker Park, though, has a long storied history. Seriously, I encourage you to look it up and learn more. You can look up in the Chicago Encyclopedia, uh, different other locations. It just has a lot going on there. It has changed a lot as a neighborhood over time, Uh, demographics, economy, all of those things. I couldn't really dig into the history developments and yes, also issues with this neighborhood for anything less than an hour. So I'm just going to draw it closed here, (laughs) but yes, Wicker Park, check it out. Uh, lots of awesome ice cream shops. Uh, you'll start to notice some trends of gentrification. Uh, <laughs> it's some of my favorite pizza in the city as well, which is uh, a place called Demos. So check out Demos Pizza. It's in this hood. Oh, and there's also Tamale Spaceship. Also another amazing business. Also in this hood. I love th- both those places. I'll put links to each of them in episode notes. Be sure to check those out. So as we're moseying along, that actually brings us to Armitage Avenue. And that's the end of this one mile journey for this episode hope you enjoyed it hope you learned something i hope you'll go on to check out the resources and kind of build upon that knowledge even more i know i've heard from some of you that you can't wait until spring comes so that you can actually go out and check out some of these places in person that makes me so happy thank you so much i'm glad that you know i'm providing um more insight into this great like that's the point of this whole podcast to provide more insight into this great city so i'm glad that i'm accomplishing that and i'm going to keep doing that i'm so excited about what's to come this spring and on so stay tuned okay that's it Thank you for joining me. Be sure to come back for the next episode. If you have not subscribed on your podcast listener of choice, please do so. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that little, uh, I think it's a plus button. If you're listening on Stitcher, hit the plus button. Please subscribe. It also gives me a good idea of how many people are listening. And that's something I'm really looking into for this next year to kind of get a better idea of demographics and all those funny things that podcasters have to care about uh, so that we can grow uh, our uh, community. So thank you. Please take a minute to hit that subscribe button. Uh, If you you really enjoyed this, if you know someone who lives in Humboldt or Wicker Park or someone who likes those neighborhoods, please pass this on to them. I know there's tons I could have talked about, tons that I missed. uh, But I hope this gives a good overview for you to at least want to dig in more into these neighborhoods. So until next time, be good, do good uh, and have a great day. Peace.